Hello again, everybody. This is Chili Voigt here from PFG Vibe, bringing you episode 14 of the PFG Vibecast. Along with me, as always, is Mr. Russell Baxter. And be sure to follow us at PFG Vibe on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram. You can also follow me, Julie Voigt, no H, at Julie Noted underscore PFG. Or you can also follow Russell Baxter at Bax Football Guru. We have a very, very special show for you tonight. So here we go, Russell. Well, good evening. Um, as a friend of mine, who I've known for an awful long time, has often said, no one circles the wagons. Danielle Renee, would you like to finish that? Like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Full disclosure, Danielle, uh, I worked at ESPN for a long time and worked hand in hand with Chris Berman, who uh, is almost like a patron saint of the Buffalo oh, Bills. Uh, we love him. Yeah, he's a, he's a tremendous. He's actually my neighbor, as a matter of fact. And, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he's terrific. Anyway, um, for people out there, this is uh, Danielle Renee, who is the social media member, uh, I'm sorry, manager for Buffalo Rumblings um, and a member of the Bills Mafia, which we'll get into a little bit uh, in, in a few minutes and so on, because I just find that so fascinating. Um, <laughs> you know, thanks so much for joining us tonight. I really appreciate it on this holiday of April Fool's Day. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> Well, full disclosure, Danielle, um, we, you know, I, I track the transitions of teams, and I can't think of two busier teams this offseason in terms of bringing in players, et cetera, et cetera, than the Buffalo Bills and the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be, I have to agree with you. Yeah, and I thought it'd only be fitting, since there'd be so many players to talk about, that we would provide you with a mystery guest tonight. So mystery guest... Oh. Oh. Hello, everyone. Oh, is that Crystal? <laughs> is Crystal it clear? Is. <laughs> I Crystal. wish it was spelled that way. <laughs> I hope oh, you wow. didn't this, I think I hope you didn't mind just pulling a little surprise on you, Danielle. So No, this is she's one of my best friends, actually. We talk all the time, so that's why I immediately recognized her voice. Um, and I, this is our first podcast, I think, right? There you it go. is. This is my first one. Absolutely. And you know what? No better person to be on with than Danielle. That that right there, you know, makes makes it all there. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. Thank you so much, actually, for having her on. This is great. Oh, and yes, thank you. Thank well, you again for having me as well. <laughs> the enthusiasm that the both of you bring uh, to the fan base of the Buffalo Bills um, is so very obvious. Um, and, and listen, it's a franchise that finally made it back to the playoffs a couple of years ago after a long drought, uh, but the mm-hmm. optimism surrounded by the club um, and the organization and the fan base uh, is semi-contagious. Uh, of all the moves, I'm going to ask both of you this question, of all the moves they made this offseason, Danielle, which to, to you – is the one that stands out the most? Um, you know, I have to, there's kind of three. Okay. Um, I think, 
um, wide receiver John Brown um, from Baltimore, and then of course center um, Mitch Morse, and then the sneaky one I think is Duke Williams, um, who was in the CFL. So I think those three are probably pretty big ones and probably my favorites of the, the free agency period. I really like the John Brown move. Uh, he was a guy who stretched the field for the Ravens last year. Um, yes. Being in Arizona. And, um, you know, I was surprised Baltimore actually let him get away. Uh, but uh, I, I agree with you. Mitch Morse, the offensive line, I don't have to explain to you what was going on with that last year. No, um, no. And, you know, when your rookie quarterback is leading the team in rushing, and that's probably not the design that him lead the league in rushing. I mean, lead right. the team in rushing. You certainly want to get him some some help. Uh, Crystal, your thoughts? Yes. What the the biggest move made by the team was this offseason? So I am going to agree with Danielle definitely on two of them. Of course, Mitch Morse, really big deal. I mean, the fact that he was blocking for Mahomes last season is going to really help a lot. Mm-hmm. With the fact that Allen has that same dynamic where he does let like, not necessarily like to run out of the pocket, but he can roll out. Um, definitely John Brown, same thing you said. I think having, having him and Robert Foster this, uh, this season is going to really help with stretching the field, especially when Allen can throw down so far. Um, my third one is actually going to be uh, Beasley. And the reason I say that, I live in the heart of Cowboys country. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you how many upset Cowboys fans there were when we signed Cole Beasley. And because I'm here, I've, you know, I've watched a number of the Cowboys games and, you know, he's just always been that reliable slot receiver. And I think with the mix of having, you know, Foster and Brown to stretch the field, that's going to leave Beasley open on a number of times, you know, for these little short routes and, you know, these throws from the spot. I think, I think that one is going to be another one. I think the way that our, our front office pieced together these signings, it was strategic. It really was. Julie? First off, I want to say, Russell, you did a great job bringing these two women together. It almost made me cry there because <laughs> it just felt like a reunion show. You know, I, I, it was. It, it really was. So, well, no off, one does a reunion show like the. Uh, never mind. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> too later. But anyways, it's nice to meet both of you. Um, so pretty much heading into the draft, you know, you guys find some pretty good free agents and on your offense right there. So mm-hmm. of course, going into the draft, we know probably the draft's going to be pretty big for you guys. Now heading into the season um, with Josh Allen, do you see that Josh Allen can become a breakout quarterback next season? I do. I mean, honestly, I really do. I mean, he was great in fantasy anyway, as far as that goes last year, but I mean, with our line, I mean, it couldn't get any worse than it was last year. It was just, it was terrible. And I think Mitch Morse is just a massive, monstrous upgrade at center for the Bills. And what, um, Danielle, if you look at what, what exactly with what you said, you said it couldn't get mm-hmm. any worse. It actually did once Bodine went down last year also. Oh, so yes, it absolutely we went did. from bad, or we went from worse to the worst. <laughs> it was a revolving door at center. And, like, I think with um, Mitch Morse, he, like, he hasn't surrendered a sack since 2016. And I think that's the second longest active streak. That's huge because center was just a really, I think that was one of our worst spots on the line last year. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like we're w- adding the receivers, we already had Foster who he had a rapport with, but John Brown, I, I did want to kind of talk about him because I-, I saw Jordan Palmer on, um, I think it was one Bill's live. And he was talking about John Brown. And he said that 
when he was in um, Arizona, Bruce Arians had a really complex like offense there. And he said Brown was asked to do a lot of different things and he did them and he did them well. And he said he also, he plays big. Like he doesn't, you know, he said he's seen receivers who are big, who don't play big, maybe like Calvin Benjamin kind of deal. Um, <laughs> but he said, right. Like, but he said, John Brown, he plays big and he's also played with pros like Carson Palmer, Joe Flacco. So I think he's going to really help him, John Brown. Um, and then, you know, just between the, all the draft picks that we have and the major improvements on the line, um, Ty and Zeki, I think it is. I think he's going to be probably a starter. I think they'll be able to help Deion Dawkins at left tackle. Um, you know, because he kind of had a slump last year once Regine Cognito Eric Wood went out. So, you know, and then, of course, you have Shady and you have Frank Gore. You know, um, I think it's it's really we're going to establish a run game again this year with behind the line. And he's going to, you know, we have a lot of speedy receivers who are deep threats now. And I think that's just going to up his production and he's going to, you know, take better control. I mean, he was a leader last year, but I think he's going to get even better this year. So I think he's going to have a, a great season. People are going to be surprised. I'm big on John Brown as well. I think uh, you go back and look at what he did at just at Baltimore last year. Not a mm-hmm. lot of catches, 42 catches. Um, but he led the team in touchdown receptions. The average yes. yards a grab. So that gives yep. you the big playability um, that he has. Um, you know, you, you have a nice in-and-out combination there with Beasley and Brown along with the guys who were – already there as well so uh, yeah I'm, I'm very big on John Brown I think he's a real talent and uh, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how he progresses um, I'm going to get away from the team for just a second uh, with our final question um, and more kind of focus on, on Daniel what you do and, and Crystal your enthusiasm for the Bills and uh, kind of what are the expectations do you feel for the Buffalo Bills in 2019? Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with this one, Danielle. I sure. I, I think like right you. now <laughs> everyone is thirsty for playoffs. I mean, we did it once and a lot of us felt that, you know, we, we went into that, we fell into that playoff spot is what a lot of people feel like. But I think, you know, all the changes that came up last year, we knew we were going to take a step back. At least anybody that was truly paying attention knew that we were going to take a step back. So this year, you know, we want to see it all come together. And I mean, our fan base, we're rabid for a playoff win. We haven't mm-hmm. had one in a very long time. Um, Danielle, you characterized it perfectly discussing, you know, our offense moving forward, having the run game established, seeing the offensive line improve, having Josh Allen progress as a second year passer. I think, you know, as long as we can get our offense in gear, I think we really have a good shot of going, you know, going the distance this year, especially because our defense did so well last year. And right now what they're doing is they're looking to keep that defense together. I mean, we, we re-signed Lorenzo Alexander to, a, you know, to another year. We've got our secondary established. We re-signed uh, EJ Gaines, who we had on the team two years ago, who played um, opposite Tredavious White. We're making the steps to keep this defense intact in order to improve the offense. <laughs> No, that's that's the thing. If we've got both sides of the ball going, you know, it could be a dangerous combination. Let me let me tack on to the, the my question there, um, because I also wanted to and I probably didn't phrase it right. Talk about the Buffalo Bills fan base from both of yours perspective as well. Obviously, the Bills 
um, have a very, very loyal following. Obviously, there's also the group out there who like to remind the Bills of what they haven't done, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you, don't really get that. you really don't get that sense from the two of you and many of the other people um, who follow the Bills, especially on social media and so on. Talk, talk about the, the Bills fan base, if you could. Well, I think, I think you know, you kind of nailed it there when you said that there's, you know, enthusiastic fans. Um, I think there's kind of three sets. There's like enthusiastic fans who may, maybe they overreach a little bit with as far as their expectations. Maybe it's a little higher than it should be. Then you have the the fans who are, I would say me and Crystal are more like optimistic, but realists as well. Cautiously so we kind optimistic. Of cautiously <laughs> optimistic. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then like you have the fans who are just, they don't like anything that the Bills ever do ever. You know, and that's like going on throughout the years. It doesn't matter who they hire as coach. It doesn't matter who their quarterback is or, you know, who, what, what situation they have. They just, they just like to harp because the Bills have been consistent losers for the last, you know, how many years. So I think there, there are three sets and three aspects to it. But, I mean, it makes it all interesting. Um, but, you know, as far as – I would say most fans are kind of cautiously optimistic. We kind of went into, you know, the off season. We had some really big needs. We had, you know, offensive line and wide receiver and, you know, tight end and, um, a, you know, a number two cornerback opposite of Trey White and um, probably, like, a, a good pass rusher and stuff, you know, especially in, you know, now that Kyle's gone, there's some big holes. But I feel like we've filled them enough to where the draft, it sounds like Bean is going to, you know, probably want to go best player available. And I think that's a great spot for us to be in because that, that really says a lot about where our franchise is headed at number nine. So that's a big deal. So I think, I think we're cautiously optimistic that it, it could be a playoff year. Will I be upset if it's not? No. But next year, then I absolutely expect them to make the playoffs and get a win for us. So I'll give it one more year. Crystal? You know, you mentioned, you know, uh, Danielle, I, I like when you mentioned that we have some of the hardcore fans and, you know, that's, that's one thing that I can truly say with our fan base, which I appreciate mm -hmm. because one thing I've done uh, living away from Buffalo now, I like to go to away games as often as I can. And let me tell you, uh, the amount of people that you see travel for Bill games is just absolutely insane. And mm -hmm. we, we gather you will see these Bills fans congregate. Um, I had the pleasure of being in Houston last year. We took over a good few blocks of Houston uh, the night before the, the Bills-Texans game last year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the enthusiasm, the excitement, um, especially with, you know, the new – well, he's not new anymore, but, you know, our newer coaching staff and, you know, Bean coming in. There's just – you know, the fans that are like us, cautiously optimistic, we're staying that way because we're seeing, we're seeing the changes, and it's, key, it's giving us hope. For the first yeah. time in a long time, it's been a long time since we've yeah. we've had this certain. There's a certain feeling amongst a lot of Bills fans, and it it really hasn't been there since probably the early '90s when I was a kid watching, you know, the Super Bowl runs. That's that's how long it's been. And I will say, you guys, uh, as Bills fans, and I think I constantly say it a lot. I, I love you, your fan base. It's such a, you know, you're, you guys are very homey-like. And I had the experience when I was in Indy, um, when you guys played um, Indianapolis, you know, usually certain fan bases that come out for these away games, they're usually, you know, we, we don't want to even mention how they are, but, <laughs> you know, you guys, were just, you guys were just very, very nice. And, and just, I just don't know how to explain it, but you guys 
really, really have that bond. You can tell, you know, win or lose, you guys are there and, and it's just, let's, let's celebrate this. And, you know, I mean, it's not for lack of better words saying, okay, we're all just going to jump through tables that are on fire for $4 and nine cents. Right. But, um, you, you guys are very dedicated and like you two just both said how the type of fans that you are you're fan you're there you're realistic and that's how I see myself as but um I'm really pulling for you guys this next couple seasons you know I see all the changes you guys are coming through and I'm I know you guys are winning the free agency right now hopefully you guys can pull great great players out of the draft and I really, really wish you the best of luck next season. It's going to be awesome. Thank you. Well, hey, yeah, we, we appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> All right. Now let's get to the really important question of the evening, and we'll wrap it up with this. And thank you so much, both of you, to come on. And thanks for being good sports. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed the surprise and so on. Um, this question may be more geared toward Danielle um, than Crystal. Okay. All right. Wings. <laughs> Wings. Wings. You got a you got you got the place for me? Oh. Yeah. Wings. Well. Yes. Listen, listen, if you've seen my profile <laughs> on Twitter, you know I have not shied away from Wings. I would well, you know what? I might have to defer. I'm actually not from Buffalo. I'm from Pennsylvania. So oh, what I'm not like I'm from Northeastern, kind of like the Poconos, sort of Northeastern Pennsylvania. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. My family. And I actually am from Buffalo. <laughs> and she's from Buffalo. But <laughs> My family lives in the Stroudsburgs. Where does she live? The Stroudsburgs. East Stroudsburg and Stroudsburg. Oh, Stroudsburg. Yeah, that's only like yeah. 40 minutes from me. That's not too far. Yeah, that's there's... sort of my area. <laughs> All right. Well, the reason... So that's that up is we have this terrific place where I live in Connecticut. It's in Plainville. It's anything but plain. Um, and they okay. follow them on Twitter. It's called J. Timothy's Tavern. Okay. Okay. And they're actually world famous. They've been featured on, you know, television and so on. They do a thing called dirt wings. Okay. Hmm. You fry them. You That's interesting. You fry them, you sauce them, you refry them, and then you resauce them. And they're oh. parts. So, when both of you are in Connecticut, Julie, I know you'll be coming within the next couple of weeks, right? I'm there. Okay, there you go. <laughs> the wings are on me. I just thought I'd, I just thought I'd wing it and throw out a wing question tonight. So um, that's interesting. I might have to take a trip just just for those. Really, oh, Connecticut's not all that far from me, so you're probably not that far at all. What if I'm allowed to ask, not to embarrass you? What town are you are you in? Um, I'm a, well, it's kind of like a, a little obscure area, um, but I'm closer to like, like the Scranton area, kind of, oh, okay. you know, a little bit south of Scranton, gotcha. a little south of Scranton, but I, kind of I, out in the country, you know. So. Right. Good. No revealing. Okay. So right. <laughs> I, I know this state pretty well. I drive across it every year when I go to Canton for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I know all the, the, the nooks and crannies, we'll call it. How's that? Yes. Yep, absolutely. So I don't think I'm really all that far from Connecticut. No, you're not uh, that far at all. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that at a different time. So, Absolutely. Follow Danielle Renee 
BB on Twitter. Follow yep. Crystal1128 on Twitter. <laughs> Crystal and Danielle, thank you so much for taking the time and being generous with your time tonight. And thanks for the great enthusiasm you have for the Buffalo Bills. Um, we can't wait to talk to you again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you. We really yes. appreciate the time as well. Yes, thank you. together. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>Well, Julie, I think it's safe to say that Danielle and Crystal brought a lot to the table, and it was so much fun listening to them tonight talk about the Buffalo Bills, talking about the fan base, and their enthusiasm for the team and the organization. Uh, I, I would say it's somewhat contagious. Yes, it is, and I'm so glad that you finally brought up tables again. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, it was a matter of me just setting the table more than anything else. Just don't catch it on fire, right? No, 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 no. No, no, no. That would uh, uh, listen. A, a good table um, is probably worth like four dollars and nine cents. So. Wow, that that's interesting. Absolutely. And you know what? Well, I, I, I want to apologize to everybody if I just rambled on and on about the Bills fans. You know, I mean, because after all, they are the Buffalo Rumblings, right? That's very. No, you were fine. You were. Oh. Fine. No one rambles. No one rambles. Holy boy. So. That's right. Well, but it was fun tonight. Yes. It was fun. It's, it's, it, listen, we love talking football. Um, we love talking about it in so many different aspects and so on. And, and like I said, the Buffalo Bills fans base, the, the famed Bills mafia, um, big part of the, of the NFL. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's a franchise that goes back to the original days of the AFL. Uh, it's still the only franchise to appear in the Super Bowl four straight years, uh, albeit with no success. But uh, the legends that have come from that game, from Bruce Smith to Jim Kelly to Thurman Thomas to Andre Reid, uh, Marv Levy, goes on and on and on. So it was great hearing from Danielle. You can follow Danielle on Twitter at Danielle Renee BB. Uh, you can follow Crystal Knoll at Crystal Knoll 1128 um, I highly recommend they put out a lot of good stuff in terms of great conversation uh, about the Buffalo Bills. And as we mentioned, Danielle is the social media director uh, for Buffalo Rambling. So um, I think I've done enough rambling for tonight. So uh, I'm going to go have some wings. And uh, Julie, thanks as usual for joining me. Thank and you. we'll talk to you all next time. Be sure to follow PFG Vibe.